This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Gazebo Pharmaceuticals. It's all bullshit! Ah! Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kiss. And we're co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called... Prison Dad! That's right, you can go to prisondad.com, you can find out about things... And stuff. About our... Five comedic, soon to be six, books that are out there. Books reading? Yeah, books. Books. Hashtag books. Hey, this week we're going to talk about something that came from a book at one point. Yeah, a really scary book that my dad used to read my sister and I when we were going to sleep as children. Ah! My parents are a little crazy. We're talking about the brand new version of It. Yes, Stephen King's masterpiece, It. So before we get into all that, we just want to quickly remind you that on October 7th, We'll be at the Lehigh Valley Comic Con. Yes. In Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. Schnecadelphia. Which you no. have a good time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just just north of Allentown there, you know. Uh, in on the campus of Lehigh Carbon Community College, where I once was a professor. He was. For three semesters, one class. But you never wore one of those like cool corduroy blazers with like the like leather uh you know. I wore like a polo shirt and Khakis. Yeah. Or like a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't like a 70s person no. on TV. I'm just... Oh. <laughs> and um, also we'll be at ChessyCon in... Timurium, Maryland. Right outside of Baltimore, and we'll be there the weekend after Thanksgiving. Pretty amp for Chessie. Our friend Don sent us some cool squirrels. Yeah. We squirrels! painted their eyes, so now yeah. we're going to have a whole bunch of cool squirrels, squirrels! on our table to decorate it. Evil it's squirrels. Fun. Okay, so um, we will start this podcast out a little spoiler-free, and then we will definitely get into more detail about what we, what we, you know, what we thought of the movie. Yes. Uh, so we'll start off by saying that, you know, overall, it was... Awesome. Scary. Oh, and oh, also there are fireworks going on outside. Yeah, just I wanted to warn our <laughs> listeners, there's random fireworks going off outside, so my dogs are a little upset. So we'll do our best to cut as much sound out as we can. Yeah, probably not going to. Yeah, it's, nope. So, uh, it's no, gonna be so I thought it was awesome, Yeah, and Jeff was just saying it was scary, because we talked over each other, so I apologize for yeah. that. It was awesomely scary, though. Anything. It yeah. was awesome. And, but, you know, I, I don't feel... I yelped. You to- Kristen totally yelped. It was yep. adorable. Now, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not, like, scared to, like, walk to my car when I leave here tonight. No. I feel like, you know, like, the last movie... And this might be a little embarrassing, too, to some people. But the last movie I felt that scared me was um, uh, the first Paranormal Activity movie. I felt like I was, like, legitimately, like, scared. You know? I, I'm scared of the Conjuring movies. Yeah, I still never saw those. Like, after I've seen, like, a new Conjuring movie, like, I usually feel a little bit creeped out. Yeah. And the last time I was really, really scared of a movie was The was the Ring, when it first came out in the yeah. theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but most of the time I get, like, creeped out, but not, like, super, super scared. This one, you know, it definitely had some super creepy moments. That I will remember when I can't sleep in the middle of the night. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I just walked my dogs outside, and I really, I, I wasn't expecting to see clowns no, sneaking up. Clownsies. Yeah. Although, so if anybody ever does that, I reserve the right to kick you in the nards, and you may not, you may not go to the police on me because that's your own fault for dressing like a clown in my vicinity. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, so you know, in comparison, definitely with the nineties uh, miniseries. It was the. It's just the kid's story. Yes. You know, it, it's not the adult story. Yes. Uh, and we'll get into that a little later with our dream cast. Dream cast. Um, and the ending does not match the 
90s well, movie? Or there's, the, a lo- there's a lot of, like, um, I'm saying there's definitely a lot movie. of creative interpretation, um, and there's, there's clever changes to the story, you mm-hmm. know? It still kind of follows the same kind of thing. It, it totally makes sense, too. But then again, you know, I only ever saw it once. It's not the kind of thing. Like, I haven't seen it like multiple times now to like pick something apart. But to me, most of the story actually made sense. No, it they made did sense. certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It just, uh, it just didn't. If you were looking for it to exactly match the book, yeah. no, it didn't. No. Now the director. <laughs> this is interesting. We looked him up. <coughs> my my apologies, Andy Muschietti. Mm-hmm. It's an it's an Italian. Yeah, it sounds very very Italian. Uh, so he did the movie Mama. Which I really liked. I don't think I've ever talked about it on our podcast before, but I happened to watch I think it. You just mentioned like in a horror movie one once. Maybe yes. Yeah. yeah, I might have. It's got Jessica Chastain and it's got Jamie Lannister from um, Game of Thrones, which I know isn't really his name, but I forget off the top of my head. Oh, it's just easier. Um, but anyway, that's a story about these two little girls who are left in a cabin in the woods. And they have this haunted creature called Mama that they think is their mother. And then they have to go live with their uncle, Jamie Lannister, and his cool rock star girlfriend, who's played by Jessica Chastain. Um, but it's it's got a lot of cool imagery of like a shadowy figure, um, because Mama is kind of like a ghost, I guess. Um, and children who are scary. Scary children and children who are scared of the situation that they're in. So that's kind of cool, right? Because I thought he he did a great job with Mama, um, and I, I thought he did a great job with this movie too. But um, just just to throw it out there, some of the imagery, some of like the themes, right, yeah. are a little bit similar. Visually, it was a great looking movie. Yeah. The CGI effects to the non CGI effects to um, the sets and the look of yeah, the, the 80s, the American 80s house. Now, you shared an interesting thing with me on the way home about um, about Bill's house. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just, I can't say enough good things about the art direction on this. I've gotten a little bit nerdier about that in later years because my friend Linda's boyfriend does that um, in, in films. But um, what I really loved about it is that Bill's house looked so much like my house that I grew up in on the inside. Um, and the cool thing is, because my dad was reading us the story when we were little kids, that's the house that we lived in when he read us those stories that this reminded me of. So we had a real spooky basement because it was an old um, house in uh, Orbendale, New York, uh, the Crap family's house. That's They were another creator of, of the toilet, but they didn't get as, as famous. Um, it's kind of funny. But it was built on what had been like a pond, like a little lake, so it would flood. Um, and the basement would flood. Um, and also we had this like light that was an old light fixture and it was, you had to press it. It was like a buzzer and it was like a buzzer because the electricity that was wired to it was a little faulty. And sometimes when you go hit it, um, it would zap you. So a lot of times my sister and I had to run downstairs to get something from the basement. We wouldn't turn the light on because it hurt you. (laughs) Um, but it was very scary because it was an underground basement, um, with the small windows so it looked a lot like the basement that they used in this movie. And I still remember being so scared the first time my dad was, was reading that part of the story to us. Um, because it, it's very much how you feel when you're a little kid, like, having to go downstairs by yourself. So I thought that was really cool. And also in um, Georgie's bedroom, they, they had some wallpaper and they had this clown um, lamp that I think my sister and I had in our house at some point. 
um, both of those things. If not, it might have been a neighbor, and if not, it just looks really familiar, and it looked like something that would be in our house at the time. So the art direction in this was really good. The costumes the kids were wearing, um, they looked like little 80s kids. Um, and it, it was cool for me because in the original, in the 90s version, they sort of had it more, I feel like it was like more like the 50s. It was the 50s. Yeah, and now it's like, it's like the 80s because, which is weird, like, there was that, you know, it, it was like... Definitely I was Stranger Things influence there. Totally. With the addition of, uh, um... Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, who plays... Yeah, Richie. Uh, he plays, um, uh... He plays... Isn't... Is he Mike? I wanna, I'm like not, I'm like 90% sure it's Mike. Hey, Mike! Mike. Yeah. Um, so he st- kind of stole the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger really Things. Funny. He nailed it. As Richie. Um, he was really funny. Re- like, had some really good lines. I hope his, you know, parents didn't mind some of the things they let him say. But <laughs> The cussing in this movie is hysterical. The kids, like, the way they, the way they use it, the way they say things... It's just brilliant, like how they how they curse. Um, I think it's it's true to life. I mean, in the eighties, like kids said naughty things. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't all shucks and all G's and no Jeezly Crow. Like they they said fresh things. Yeah. I know I did. Mm-hmm. I knew all the bad words. Oh yeah, I went oh, yeah. to Catholic school. Uh, Bill Skarsgård was an excellent uh, Pennywise. Yeah, he was really creepy. Um, I liked the makeup that they did on him, and I liked the CGI effects. I liked his voice. So he's from Sweden, for people that don't know. Um, he's actually Stellan Skarsgård's son. We know him Alex from Sarsgaard. the Avengers. Yep, and Alex Skarsgård's brother. And if you've seen online... He's from True Blood? He brought, yeah, he brought his brother to the premiere at a bunch of places, and Alex was being <laughs> a brat and kept making these goofy faces, like looking lovingly at his brother. Um, so if you haven't seen that, you can check it out. I was cracking up about it this morning, but poor Bill was trying to be, like, serious and take pictures with the press, and Alex was behind him, like, making these goofy, lovelorn faces at his little brother. I know Bill Skarsgård, uh, from Hemlock Grove, Hemlock, Hemlock Grove yeah. on, um, on Netflix. Yeah, I saw The show started off that. great, and then became a show. <laughs> kind of like, like True Blood. Yeah, it really, yeah, the last yeah. season of Hemlock Grove was not... Was not that great. So, uh, anyway, but no, he he was great. He was great. I really, so I was just going to say, he has a little bit of a Swedish accent, so that was really creepy and good, like, to use that for the clown, because it made him sound a little otherworldly. Yeah, like he didn't very cool. He didn't speak like the other mm-hmm. people in, in Maine. Um, and his cadence was good. Um, his facial expressions were good. Um, his laugh was very much like a traditional clown, sort of high-pitched, Right, laugh. where Tim Curry was very, was very maniacal. Yeah. yeah. It and, wasn't his laugh, so that was Tim Curry... I think Bill Skarsgård looked creepier than Tim Curry. He did, and the CGI stuff was better. I mean, obviously, like, the movies were done so far apart. The special effects are clearly better in this one. Than oh, and when they it. remake this again in, in another 27 years, that it will, yeah, um, it'll be you know. crazy. But, um, but I, I still think Tim Curry's performance in the 90s movie was awesome. I, oh, yeah. I still think he's so scary, too. So, yeah. So, two great Pennywise uh, performances, I think. Do you think but. they could do... Like, I haven't seen, like, a good horror miniseries in years. Do you think it could be done anymore? Yeah, I think if you have a really good writing team and you have good source material, if it's if it's based on a book, but you have Yeah, to that have stuff's to... great, but the network. 
Then, I mean, well, so yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if it's, so if it's a cable show, you, Netflix and HBO do great miniseries. Oh, yes, they books. do. They yeah. If it was on AMC, I think you could do it. Yeah, I think I you think could do it on it AMC, have, you're like, right. like, a late night AMC, like, yeah. creepy, you know, maybe an adaptation of a book, or, you know, someone writes a really good, you know, scary story. Um, I think you could do it, or FX. I mean, I still think American FX Horror Story is pretty dang creepy. Yes, yes. Speaking of yeah. stabby clowns, doing, I have they're doing not scary clowns now too. I yeah, I have not watched this week's now, yet. Their clowns just wear masks though, so it's much less scary than Pennywise, who like has makeup on his face and is like fully on board with being a creepo clown. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> that guy who shushed us, like right in the beginning of the movie. I like my immediately thought was like that guy's a Trump clown. Like, <laughs> This is the first thing I wanted to say. I don't think he shushed us. I think he shushed, like, the theater. Yeah. Because he just wanted to, like, jack it to clowns. I think that's why. I have an issue with people that shush people outside of a library. And we weren't even talking then. We talked. Yeah. Because we we like to talk during the movie. We We try to keep it down, but... Um, but we do like to share little thoughts with each other. Like, so in, oh, that's what she said. Nah. You know, really mature, so thoughtful. He, <laughs> so we'll continue on with, with the spoilers um, in in a minute, though. But I just want to let you know that uh, in my closing remarks is that if you were to take a drink, that every time Kristen and I said the word "nope," yep. <laughs> you would have to go to the hospital to have your stomach pumped because the movie was that terrifying. So it really was. I'm I'm telling you, like I yelped at the one scene. Um, so yeah because pennywise jumps out at you a bunch and he moves really fast yeah that was super scary so it is you know it's almost like like a bug fast you know but it's a big bug um and uh they made him huge in a couple of the scenes Mm -hmm. like yeah um and uh but no i mean so overall awesome really good scary movie really good characters um I, lo- I thought all the kids did a great job. Yeah. I loved how it looked. Um, I definitely am going to watch it again when it comes out on video. I'm sure I'll buy it because it's one of my favorite books. Right. Um, but so, solid. and yeah, so we'll let, you know, you can pause it here if you didn't see it. So for those of yep. you who have seen it, though, to me, the most terrifying part, though, was the drain sequence where yeah. she was putting the tape measure down the drain and just putting it down. It was 24 feet? Yeah. It was like all you know. It was like so far down there, and then her like ha- I thought it was her hair at first. Well, I think it was supposed to be. It was yeah. supposed to be. So she cuts her hair off, right? Right, because her dad is being creepy and touched it. So they saw it. They know. Went, yeah, yeah, went down the drain, and so I think it was supposed to be like a like her hair coming back to haunt her to be like yeah. daddy, like we know you did this. This is yeah. your shame coming back. Oh from you. yeah, and then it held her in place so that then they could. You know, it could terrorize her further with with the blood, right? Of, of all the children that yeah, it ate. Yeah, yeah. Like so, that's well, not how drains work. <laughs> that seems super scary. Um, what about the TV commercials? They were brilliant. Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, well, I didn't pick up on it right away, but I did. But then I and did. I looked over at you, and you were like. You but then like, I did, I yeah, like... I, I the, like the, second was, was, uh, the second one was more obvious. Yeah, well, when it talks to Henry, it was obvious. But before that, there were two other scenes right. where you could hear it talking about, like, we all float down here. Yep. And then there was another one before that. Come down the drains. Or, yeah. Play like, in the sewers. Play in the sewers, kids. Yeah. And it was like, what is this? Well, it was all, like, a children's show. 
yeah. that was, you know, haunted by it. Right. You know, but it was adults watching it both times, which was kind of interesting. Cause yeah. Because there's this whole thing about dairy, right, that's in the books, and it was in this, and it was in the other movie in the 90s. Um, you know, it's not just it that's the evil presence. It's everybody feeding into and avoiding thinking about it. Oh, right. Um, all the adults sort of are blind to what's going on. So they showed that brilliantly in this one, right? When um, And this was a very graphic depiction of little Georgie Denbro's murder. No, oh, um, yeah. The old woman, right, that, that sees him going and, and talking to the sewer grate, and she knows something's up, so she leaves her cat on the porch, and she starts walking back in so she doesn't have to see what's going to happen. But she knows something's going to happen. She just wants to avoid it. And in this case, like, she sees all the blood in the street after Georgie has his arm ripped off and is pulled back into the sewer, you know. Which, again, yeah, that didn't happen in the 90s version. They found Georgie's body. In the 90s version, they found all the kids' bodies. In this one, the story is they didn't find them. So he had, you know, had them stored up. I think that's a little creepier, because you don't know if he's if he ate all of them, you know, right away, or, or what, you know? I mean, he uses his magical webs to create some Tupperware for himself, essentially. <laughs> In this movie, they didn't show that. It no. was more just that they were floating. They were straight up floating floating down there. Not just floating in the water, floating in the... Or or floating because he had them in webs, which was... Yeah, yeah. um, From the 90s. Right, yeah, 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 the 90s version, yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so like we said earlier, like, Richie stole the show with the cussing and and all the dick jokes and the... funny, he was so funny. It was sometimes a little hard to catch all the dialogue with the kids, but I think that was designed to make it, like, being around actual kids, you know, which I've never really seen portrayed well in a movie before like that, where when you're around real little kids, they have so much energy, and they're all talking at the same time. You know, they're they're not, like, each having, like, a chance to, to give their dialogue when they're really excited and walking around together, so there were a number of moments where the kids were all talking over each other. But um, at first I was kind of like, oh, this, this sucks. Like, I can't hear what that one's saying. But then I realized, like, actually, I, it's kind of cool because that's how little kids really are. You know, they're not thinking. They're trying to make each other laugh. They're trying to inspire each other. They all have something to share. Right. And they're used to adults not listening to them. So they have to get everything out all at once. So it was, it was actually kind of cool, like a cool effect. But I did probably miss a couple of Finn's lines that I'll hear when I watch it again. But when you did hear his lines, they were really funny um, and dirty. <laughs> funny a lot of a lot of jokes that are in my vein that you know that's what she said or that's what your mom did i you love know, those kind of things. yeah I, my favorite was like yeah this place is still a beaver trap it's like <laughs> up top you know yeah he that was, was really funny yeah those were great that was very different than um the 90s movie where richie's jokes were really pretty cheesy yeah you know they made him actually out, funny but, yeah real like cheesy yeah jokes yeah and, and the cussing. So much cussing. It was hysterical. Kids cussing is funny. Now, I have a four-year-old. It won't be so much... I, know, I was just thinking, like, what if Logan starts talking like Richie Tozier when he's ten? I actually had a dream like, he was... Oh, God, no. I actually had a dream, like, um, that Logan was cursing all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. And, um... Mm-hmm. I woke up and I was like, did that really happen? But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought all the kids did a really great job. Um, little Jaden 
Lieberher, who I, we saw, Jeff and I saw separately, but saw the movie Midnight Special, yeah. where he plays like the kid that has super natural powers, and in this one he's Bill Denbro, who's sort of the heart of the of the um, Lucky Seven. Um, and I thought he did a, a wonderful job. He, like, he was able to convey a lot of emotion, but in a way that was believable for a child. Um, and his stutter was great. His stutter you know, was great. It was not, didn't sound forced or cheesy. No, like, didn't it was sound really fake. Good, yeah. good stutter. And my dad used to stutter when he was a little kid. Yeah. So I always have, like, a little soft spot Aww. for stutterers. Yeah. Um, and I stutter sometimes, too, if I'm really excited about something I'm saying. I stumble over my words. Um, I only do that when my my mouth can't catch up to my brainsies. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. That's kind of why everybody that stutters stutters. Um, But anyway, um, the little guy that played Ben Hanscom was so cute, little chunkster. He was great. (laughs) Much chunkier little kid than they used in the 90s version. He would be... His little face is chubbed. You know, I hope they never remake the Christmas story. But you know they will because... You know, Universal and companies want to remake everything. I feel like Universal's at the brunt of all the remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like uh, he would be perfect for the for the role. Like the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sophia Lillis played Beverly. I have not seen her in anything before, but she has beautiful eyes. Do you look her up? No. Um, and she she doesn't look familiar at all. Yeah, she's got beautiful eyes. And Jeff said at one point she looked like she was French. And I think, yeah, she absolutely looked. Oh, that's like, because she was, at, like, the shirt she was wearing and she was, like, smoking on the fire escape. Well, right. But, I mean, she has, like, she has, like, a European look to herself. Um, but, uh, but very lovely little girl. And I thought, you know, she really put in uh, a cool performance where, you know, Bev is kind of, like, a badass in this one. Um, whereas in the 90s version, they sort of portrayed her as more of just, like kind of shy and awkward this bev was kind of more of a badass um still has daddy issues but she was willing to you know take her dad on um which she didn't really see bev do in yeah. the 90s movie right yeah so she um, really really yeah paid she, up for yeah yeah so she she's like a little badass and she has a bad reputation in this one which yeah. the other bev in the 90s version didn't she was just like a nerdy girl that people made fun of yeah um, but this girl, you know, everybody's talking about, did she hook up with Henry Bowers? Did she hook up with other boys in the yeah. class, you know? And I got the impression, I don't, I think that in the book they're supposed to be like 12-ish. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty close. I thought 12 or 13 yeah. in this one. I think they looked younger in the 90s. I really loved how the, the group came together, too, because, you know, you, yeah. you had the couple friends and it was very, you know, it did feel very Stranger Things like. But I think that's just because it was the 80s and it's creepy Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. But then you know, she joins, and then the other two boys joined too, and there was just like no, you know, there was only the conversation about Bev at one point, which they they could have done without that, but you know, it was like, you, know, well, you know, why is she part of this and stuff like that, and that only lasted for a couple of seconds. That was the only that was my only gripe with the movie when they were like, you know, why is she part of her group because. Everything else came together so nicely for them. Yeah, and and it's the way that the Losers Club formed in, in the book and the movies, too, that they, they kind of had to have each other's back because everybody was scared of it and of this jerk bully Henry Bowers. Yeah. Just terrorized the crap out of everybody. So he was a, like, 50s greaser guy in the 90s version, and this one he's, like, 80s white trash dude, which Jeff and I are cracking up because he actually drives the car that our character Jed Bixler drives, except blue one. 
<laughs> and it he has totally, a mullet like Jed. Yeah. But Jed is not a bully in our books. Jed is like a sweetheart that always screws stuff up. Yeah, like Jed, this, this Jed's a total jerk. Jed would be in the losers, you know. Yeah, Jed would have been the king of the losers club. Um, but, but he's kind of stuck. Jed's like stuck in the 80s with his hair and right. his car yeah. and his... Um, his his stuff like that. So yeah, I thought the scariest scene in this was when Bill woke up in the middle of the night. Oh, that's because it's like your house. Georgie through the house, yeah, and had to go down to the basement um, where it's flooded, and little Georgie's in the corner, sort of talking to him um, because that was so f- right from my childhood. So that really freaked me out. I think when my sister sees this, um, that part, she'll be like, "Oh my god, that was so scary." <laughs> um, too. Um, so we were going to talk to you guys a little bit about some Easter eggs that you might have missed. Um, so one of the things is in so in the '90s version of the movie, there were uh, it takes the form of Universal uh, monsters. So you got the Mummy, you got Wolfman, um, and in this in this movie, um, there was a nod to that when it is attacking the kids in the kitchen of that house he has a wolf hand, and I noticed that. So, because Richie was terrified of the wolfman because he had gone to see, you know, I was a teenage werewolf at the movies with his friends, and that's the form that it came to him as. Um, you know, the one thing that I was a little bit... I don't I don't feel like in this one... They did it for most of the characters, but I don't think they did Richie's, um, and I, I don't know... I feel like they were missing somebody else's, but in the miniseries in the 90s, you know, they, they had, everybody had their flashback where it came to them when they were by themselves. Right. And You only have so much time. Yeah, you only have so much time. Now, I like what they did with Stans. That was really scary. So his dad has, like, a Modigliani-esque painting on his wall. Yeah. And I always thought they were a little fascinating, but also creepy with the women with the whited-out eyes, right? And he's terrified of that painting. You want to look at it, comes. yeah. To get him, which was super cool. I think I'm going to talk to my aunt Chris about that because I think she saw this with my uncle John, and she's a huge, you know, fan of art. I was going to ask her what she thought of of the portrayal of Modigliani painting as something really horrifying um, to a child. <laughs> but um, I like I liked what they did with Stan. That that was cool, and they really brought brought it more into um, a little bit about his faith, which he only got teased about in the '90s version because. Um, but in this one, it's like he's ready to do his bar mitzvah, and his dad's a rabbi. So that was that was kind of interesting. I thought. Yeah, I thought the character of Mike uh, too. He uh, played by the Chosen Jacobs. Chosen. Yeah, Chosen Jacobs. Chosen Jacobs. He was. So, yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job. So it was just you know this is a kid that you know he's growing up without his parents. Um, you know, the house burned down and, and, you know, he was, he was trying to get out and, um, he's living on this, you know, farm and doing hard work. Yeah. Uh, hard labor. A total you know? departure from the nineties one. Um, they didn't really go into Mike's family at all in so, the nineties version, but that so was kind of cool. Obviously his, you know, the thing he's terrified of is, is the fire and, and everything like that. Right. But, and his parents dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then um, there's all sorts of opportunities to show raw meat because he has to, you know, bring meat that his family's butchered to the local shops. So yeah. that's gross and scary stuff. You know, good stuff to throw in a scary movie. Raw meat. Right. <laughs> right. So Eddie, um, uh, but yeah, I thought he, I thought that young man did a great job. Um, yeah, everyone did. So Jack Dylan Grazer, he played Eddie and uh, you know, Eddie's mom was terrifying. 
Yeah. Maybe she, more terrifying than, than Pennywise. <laughs> kind of. Well, yeah. And, Those and running was, suits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I thought Eddie's mom was scary in the in the 90s version, too. And in the books, because she's kind of like, she almost has like Munchausen's by proxy, but not so bad that it's like actually hurting Eddie, but it still is making him view himself as weaker than he actually is. She's always trying to convince him that he's sick, that he has to stay home, that he can't go out and play with other kids because she has to keep him safe. Um, she's like very overbearing and controlling um, mother figure. So we, we've seen characters like that um, in a lot of other Stephen King stories, but um, here she is. She's really pretty scary, and, and you know, thankfully Eddie has his friends to allow him to become someone who's brave and, and willing to fight and protect people because she would have him convinced that, you know, he could she, break his bone right. tripping, yeah. like, on the sidewalk. She is the embodiment of one of our characters, um, who was actually named after uh, a Stephen King character. Yeah. And we have Old Lady Semple, who is, like, the trailer park supervisor. She's super controlling and mean to her son. Yeah, this woman <laughs> really feels like... Really feels like uh, real like that. Now we got the name Old Lady Temple from the stand, right? And that's um, but that's all you know. It's like, hey, trash came in. You're gonna burn Old Lady Temple's pension check. Yep, like, just that's all. That's all it's ever mentioned. Of, yeah, yeah, so like, she's not really a character to us. We you know we picture someone in a moo moo. Yeah, you know, just like someone like, super annoying that. Like, yeah, you know, crabbers. Nobody wants to be around. Yeah, everybody makes fun of her behind her back. Uh huh. Lady, so, yeah, but, like, yeah, so Mrs. Casperick in the 90s version was portrayed as, like, this sort of stuffy old biddy, but who was very neat and tidy. Um, you know, always had pressed shirts and, and, you know, nice sweaters, and her hair was done, and she was just, she was just controlling over Eddie, but in, like, a very sort of proper and austere way. It was way. also the 50s. This lady was, like, a hot mess. Yeah, fat lady and tracks. Way more white trash in the 80s than there were in the 50s. Yeah, sitting around and... Yeah, well, because Eddie wasn't poor like the other kids in the in the '90s version. Oh, like he he was like his mom wasn't as poor as some of the other people. Like Eddie, um, could afford all that medication. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You take um, the last kid, but, take yeah, Stan here. But he did a great job. Um, let's see. Why Olaf was Stan? Yeah, I thought Stan was so cute in this one. I loved his little Jewish fro. His little I know. Jew fro. Yeah. Um, it takes me back to high school, like having friends. Like, yeah. There's a lot of Jewish kids in our, in our high school. Totally. And, and um, I love that. I loved um, like that they showed his dad and they showed him reading the Torah and they really brought in a little bit more of like his his Jewish faith, which which was a little bit missing in the in the '90s version. But I thought it was. Really lovely here. Um, he definitely cares about his friends, but he's scared. Stan is always the one who's sort of most scared. The only thing I will take a tiny issue with is that it. They, I get well. I guess they kind of had him. So Stan gets attacked on his own in in both both versions of the movie and in the book. But he's the one that sees the deadlights. Yes. And in this movie, they had Bev see them too. Right. And that she like gets taken by Pennywise, and that didn't happen in the book or in the last movie. Right. So Stan, I guess, I guess they were trying to show that he saw them when Pennywise attacked him when he was by himself in the sewer and had his like mouth over yeah. Stan's face. Yeah. But it was a little bit less clear than in the '90s version where they really showed like Stan saw it, it. Um, and that that's why. You know, in the adult 
storyline, he ends up the way that that he did because he's the one that really saw what it was. Yeah, um, nobody else did until until they come back as adults. Now, obviously, he wasn't trying to eat Stan because we've seen him just take a nom off of things, and you know, yeah. Well, yeah, and they kind of brought it forth in this version of the movie that like it only wants to eat you if you're scared. Yeah. So and that they, made his food taste better. They even said that. Right. Yeah. So they um they got to Stan before it could really destroy him. But when they're together, it can't eat them. Right. It can just scare them. Which yeah. they made that more clear in this one too. I think it's somewhat clear in the nineties version that you sort of see like when they go down the sewer to get him, when they're all together, it's just trying to scare them. Right. It doesn't have the same powers that he has when people are by themselves. Which is true of fear in general, right? I mean if you think about it, um a lot of times things that you're afraid of or ashamed of are so much bigger when they're just in your head and you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you have friends to share that with, you can get through it and be okay. Um, and the fear becomes smaller so mm-hmm. you can defeat it, which is, you know, what happens here. But, um, so my second most terrifying moment, so the, ba- the bathroom, that was the hair, like that was the most terrifying for me. The second is, gross, is the, um, the slideshow. Yeah, that and part how, was scary. When he came he, out and he was, I was gigantic. Not no. I was like, ah, well, I started. Oh. I, no, I knew it was coming as soon as as soon as it started. Like you know, when the red hair covered the mom's face, I was like, okay, that's going to be Pennywise. So it goes away, and then I was like, oh, he's coming out of the wall. But I did not think about him coming out of the wall being the size of the projection. No, I thought him coming out of the wall is. I mean, he's normally he's a lot bigger than the kids anyway, but. Wow. And it was all of him that came out. Like yeah. In the 90s version, it was just his hand that came right. out of the book that the kids right, were the looking book. at. Yeah. They were able to slam the book and throw it, but yeah. the kids had to deal with him for a little bit longer in this, and it was it was scary. Um, yeah. Any time that they showed him moving really quickly was scary, I thought, but especially that part, because he's so big and scary, and, like, attacks them when they're all together. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Um, crazy, but, but yeah, I, I, I really thought it was a, a great movie. It was fun and scary and I definitely screamed and I laughed. Um, and I thought the kids did a great job. So at the, um, at the end, you know, we see that chapter one come up on the screen. Yeah. So I was, we weren't sure, right? If like they they didn't announce that they were doing a part two, you know, or anything like that. Now, obviously, if you listen to our podcast, we crab a lot about sequels, prequels, and reboots. You know, this is obviously a reboot. There's too much material to do all in For one sure. movie I with mean, the adults and stuff. I guess they wanted to make sure that this one did well too. But it did. I mean, so far as I've seen, the reviews have been really great. And I thought it was great. I mean, it's a really solid, good, scary movie. It, it looked great. Job. It made you jump, you know. Yeah. And it was funny. The kids were so funny. But it comes down to, um, alright, they're not going to wait 27 years until these kids are all 40. <laughs> it's Hollywood! This shit's going to be out next fall! No. <laughs> Probably, yeah, or probably the fall after that, because I don't think they've begun production yet. So, so. Chris and I are going to present to you our dream cast yeah. for It Part 2. Right. Now, how do you want to do this? Do you want to read all of yours, or do you want to go, should we go down this this list here and then read our, you want to read each character? Yeah. Okay, so how for, about, yeah, for you Bill. Do yours and I'll do mine. Okay, and we'll so sort of... 
Uh, for Bill, I say uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, nice. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. That's a good choice. Thank you. Um, I was going to go with um, John Hamm. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, that's good. I really like how John Hamm has that sort of broken uh, ability to portray someone that's broken and scared, but also someone that can lead people. Yeah, um, like that's really good. Men. So I was just thinking, like, who could I hear saying, so Bill has a line where he says, help me. You know, and he's talking to his friends, like, help me to be able to do this. And I was trying to picture, like, who would really, like, break my heart saying that. And I was like, you know, I think I think John Hamm could do that. So, that's my thought. Great, great. Ben. Me first? Yeah. So well, I went first last time. Oh, yeah, so You sure. go first this time. So, I kind of have two I was thinking of here. Um, Chris Pratt, because he used to be chubby a little bit, and now mm. he's not. And that's sort of what happens to, to Ben. very expensive nowadays. He is, so... You know. um, I also was thinking maybe Jason Siegel, mm. who Siegel. also like has like that sort of sweet, humble way around him, mm-hmm. and um, he's clearly taller, mm-hmm. um, and probably hadn't been as you know heavy. I think he was more skinny, but mm-hmm. just somebody that I, I could picture being that character who's mm-hmm. kind of romantic, a little broken, loves yeah. Bev, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't think he can have her, and okay. then um, so th- those were my my two thoughts there. My thought uh, for Ben. Is a little on the younger side, but it's Jonah Hill. Okay. Yeah. Jonah Hill was mine. You know, um, I can't remember. Does Ben, does he slim down when he's... He does. Uh, yeah, so Jonah Hill, we know, we've seen him a little slimmer in some roles. And then he goes like Wolf of Wall Street, and you're like, whoa, buddy. He's like eating um, all the sandwiches. No, but that's a good choice, because he's kind of like chubby, goofy guy, but also like he can get the girl sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking about getting the girl sometimes... My pick for Bev is Emma Stone. That's a that's a really interesting choice. Because that's who was in Superbad. Right. I so didn't even like. Been... I picked when I was going through this list. I picked her. He, she was my first one I wrote down on the list. I like Emma Stone. She's but very then solid. Uh, my fourth or fifth pick was was Jonah Hill for for Ben. So it wasn't like I immediately wrote them down next to names right next to one another from Superbad no, thinking. But anyway, that's good. You. I was actually thinking um, Ellie Kemper, who plays Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt, because I love her, and I think I could see her being, like, you know, goofy but strong and also really cute. And the other person that I was thinking is, is way too young, but I loved her as Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's Karen Gillian. Um, she is a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> she is a redhead? Um, and I, yeah. I probably wouldn't even know her if I saw her. No, she's, she's beautiful, um, but she's a little too young. But I really loved her portrayal because I could see her being someone who's like an outcast and kind of has like that anger and sadness. Um, but, but I think Ellie Kemper could do a great job in a drama. And um, I absolutely love her as Kimmy. Um, I love that she's sort of plucky and brave, so I think she could bring a lot to the role. Um, and, and there's also Jessica Chastain because she was in Mama. Oh, you went with multiple names here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no wonder it took you so long. <laughs> um, so I know, we know the director's worked with her before, so yeah. I can see her, him using her. Nah, nah, we don't know if he's that kind of director because he's, he doesn't he really have too be, much but uh, under got, his belt. She's but. a redhead in the right age range yeah. and he's worked with her before, so a lot of directors okay. are the same people. So who's your pick for Richie then? Um, this was my, this is the toughest thing for me. So I had a couple, but my main one was Ryan Reynolds because I think he can do like, <laughs> it was like one-liner jokes. He's, he's, he's more age appropriate than my, than my pick. 
Okay. Is it? Do you want to mention your other ones, or is he um, the only one you've written down? My other one was so. My other one was um, Jay Barakal, just because <laughs> he does one-liners in a lot of movies, and he kind of looks a little bit like Finn Wolfhard. Like yeah. you can kind of see him growing into him. My pick would need some hair dye, um, and he might be too old. And my pick for uh, and this took me the longest time out of the whole list for Richie was Alan Tunick. Okay. Yeah. I could see him. Yeah. Yeah. But he's how old is he? He's only like in his forties, right? Yeah, he's. Well, if he's eight... He's in his 50s, yeah. No, he's like eight years older than I am, so okay, that would so put him mid-40s. Mid-40s. Yeah, well, makeup, okay. special effects. Alan Tunick is great. Um, yeah. Think, yeah. That would be a great choice, too. All right, so then I'll take the next one. So Mike is is the is the thing here. And the first name I wrote down for Mike was Michael Che from SNL. Oh, Yeah! That's brilliant. But then I erased it, and I wrote Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon in the Avengers movies. He is a good choice, too. Yeah. Those are both He's really more age-appropriate. Chay's a little younger. Chay's a little Chay younger. Chay doesn't have this kind of thing on his resume for anyone to take him seriously in a role. Though you gotta, you gotta do that one role, but... Um, I when I see Che because he's in more sketches than than Jost is. Yeah. I always think Che is brilliant in sketches. I almost want him to get off the news and do the sketches again. But he's so great on the news yeah, that he's such a good like straight man. Like, but I rate yeah. so he was the second name I wrote down on this list. Like I mean, I didn't even have to go in. And yeah. then I like thought about it. And I'm like, you know who would be great? Anthony Mackie is age appropriate. Right. He's been in sci-fi movies, so he's already got that credit in there. He's not in. He's not like a name, like he's not like a that familiar of a face. I mean, yeah. you know, Falcons appeared what Winter Soldier, Ultron, briefly in Ultron in Civil War. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't like. He's going to get more screen time if he's in it because Mike is. Mike is the one that actually is the historian of the group and yeah. knows all the history of the town and shares that with everybody. And he becomes a librarian. Yeah. So he's the one that draws everybody back yeah. in the adult storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's a that's a pretty meaty. Role, it's a pretty meaty role, which right? Is you know kind of cool. The guy that played it. Mike in the 90s, I just really loved him. He brought a lot of, like, emotional gravitas mm-hmm. to that role. Who was your pick? Um, so, I went with, I had two here again, um, Idris, because I really liked him in The Gunslinger. Yeah. I think he deserves another chance. I think he could bring a lot of heart to the role. Um, Apparently they're still making The Gunslinger TV show. Yeah, I think they should. I think it's a great story. So, that's why I went, I had a second choice, um, and I can never pronounce his name, but I think it's Chiwetel Ejiofor, because I really liked him in Z for Zachariah, and I could see him sort of bringing that... He was great in Doctor Strange, too. Yeah, he was great in Doctor Strange, too, and I could kind of see him bringing that complexity to uh, this role. But those are my two choices. I was trying to think of a lot of other people, but actually, and I really, really like the guy that plays Marcel on the originals, but he's too young. He's only 27, so he wouldn't... uh, Yeah. Well, so is Emma Stone. Yeah. But... uh, when I pulled her page up to look at her, you know, I was looking at pictures of her. I'm like, oh, she could totally pass as, she yeah. could totally, you know, yeah. movie movie magic. All right, and so our last Dreamcast pick is Eddie. Uh huh. Who is your Eddie? DJ Qualls. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mine. <laughs> um. Oh no, there's still Stan to pick too. Oh yeah. Right. Um, well, that's really good. I actually would have picked DJ Qualls for Stan. Oh, but he needs the, the, the hair. I, because Eddie is, like, skinny and, and, you know, awkward and, you know, his mother 
did so many weird things to his head that he, you know, but also is really sweet and loves his friends. Yeah, so Eddie, I picked a David Harbour, Harbour, who is the the chief on Stranger Things. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I wasn't going for like a stick kind of guy, fair. but I thought yeah. he has that, I felt like he, you know, that's why I, I went with him. Yeah, yeah interesting. Uh-huh. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. And once again. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you can pull different things out of these characters, because Eddie was mm-hmm. different in this one, certainly, than the 90s one. But Stanley is the last one. Stan, yeah. Stan, uh, this was my favorite pick okay. out of the whole list. And I picked uh, 80 Miles, who he is, you may remember him as uh, Gary on Wet Hot American Summer. He was the guy, the cook on Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. The, I thought you said you were going to go fondle your sweaters. Because <laughs> he's got the hair... <laughs> You he know, does. he's good, got that like pick. he's lanky. You mm-hmm. know, he and he's like age age appropriate. Now he doesn't have that much acting. He's a he's a writer. Like he writes Jimmy Fallon show and a bunch of other stuff. But he has acting experience, and I think he could like play the scared, yeah, the terrified Jufro. <laughs> Jufro guy. <laughs> we have enough Jewish friends that we're not being mean by <laughs> no, saying I by saying Jufro. That. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I bagels all the time. I'm no. jealous. <laughs> My hair doesn't look like that. <laughs> I have like thin Irish girl hair. Um, I had thin hair once. No, I don't have anything. Oh, it's okay. I don't care. Make a handsome bald man bestie. Um, so I actually went with Adam Goldberg. Ooh, I, I haven't seen him in a while. I know, and I loved him in Days and Confused, and he was in this corny movie that I saw. <gasps> the Hebrew Hammer. Yeah, he was also the Hebrew Hammer, and he was also in this corny movie where, like, this video game comes to life about Elizabeth Bathory, and he was good in that one. So what I the hell is this movie? Him. What the heck's it called? I, I don't forget. know. It was I'm actually pretty it creepy. I watched it, like, a couple of times, but he, I think he could have that sort of haunted, kind of neurotic, like, you know, because Stan, if you've read the books, hopefully you have, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, Stan doesn't last long. <laughs> as an adult in the in the it stories. So, you know, he's only there for a little bit and he's very haunted um and afraid. So, um I just I kind of was picturing his eyes and sort of thought he okay. could he could bring a lot to to that role. Okay. No, I I hear you too. That, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't really seen him in a while. Stay alive. Is that Yeah, the that's it. Stay I never alive. saw that, but I remember hearing mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Hollywood, if you're listening he's to a us, little, he's a little too old. But he's he a little too old. He is, yeah. But um, I like. I think he's done a really great job in a lot of movies. And he needs work too. Look, Jimmy Afghan show just got canceled, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. So, but he he does a good job of being cre- like someone that can show that he's creeped out. Um, I don't know. I just I thought he would be good. Um, so, so yeah, so Hollywood, if you're listening to us and you want to steal some of our ideas, hey, you know, yeah, go guest. for it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Easter eggs. We kind of stopped there. We, we didn't talk about how in the clown room there's a clown that looks exactly like Tim Curry. Did yep. you say that? I don't no, I didn't. It. I, no, didn't we, so, yeah. I just did the first one about the, the werewolf. Man. Yeah, the werewolf. Yeah, yeah the were, werewolf. And man. then there's also um, the t shirts that the kids wear. Yeah, so there's like one t shirt that has um, um, Christine on it. Yep. Uh-huh. I also felt like the blood, when the blood was coming out of the sink, was very Carrie-esque. It yep. really felt like that. Yeah. Like, but I think anytime that there's blood raining down from anything, you're just thinking... It's you know Carrie-esque. what was cool? What? When they cut what? Pennywise and his blood flowed up. Yeah. 
That was cool. That was pretty cool, yeah. Just to show that he's, like, really otherworldly. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a t-shirt that, um, that the Bill store. is wearing yeah. at one point that uh, is a reference to, in the It books, there was, like, a manufacturing company where, uh, you know, one of the characters, when they come back to town, I think it was Eddie, runs into It when he comes back as an adult. Um, something like the Tower Brothers or something like that that was on his little green t-shirt, and then um, there was a logo on Richie's T-shirt that references a general store that exists in Bangor, Maine, which was a reference to Stephen King living there. Very cool. So um, lots of balloons. But yeah, they were totally balloons. Um, clunes <laughs> and clunes, evil clunes. Evil clunes. Um, well, we liked it. Yeah, loved it. it was great. I uh, I will be honest, and if you go back and listen to our fall movie preview, Kristen was like, Jeff, you're coming to the movie theaters with me to see it. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm glad he dragged me to the movies today. I'm so glad. I that had such fun. a fun time. It was great to be able to go with you. Um, and I'm so excited for my family to see this movie, too, because we all love it. And so, and to hear what you guys think. Right. What did you think of the movie? Did you have any thoughts on who would be your dream cast? Um, who was your favorite character? Uh, let us know. Hit us up on our uh, on our Facebook Stuff. page or yeah. on our website on www.prisondad.com. Or Twitter, which Tweeting. I could do better. <laughs> could do better. Tweeting it up. But anyway, um, it was a great time at the movies, and we hope you all go see it and enjoy it as much as we did. I'm pretty sure they saw it if they got to this point of the yeah, podcast. That's true. Yeah. We'll go see it again. I don't know. People don't go to the movies enough, like we said on Like we said last week. Podcast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, stay safe in dairy, and uh, may the force be with you.